you know, I think guys have a guys have a a, a really tarnished view of the self help world. They don't think that it's necessary, and a lot of it isn't. To be honest, therapy is made for women. I think because women, when they talk about their feelings, we feel better. It's like ah, oh, like I'm relieved that angst that I had. I can talk about it. The feeling is the problem. It's never the problem. But for guys, like the, I don't vent. No, the guys. You, my wife's not sleeping with me. Tell me how to fix it. Give me the solution to figure out how we're do I figure to, this out. We're trying to just get like, to the next problem. Right, but it's like I don't want to talk about my wife not sleeping with me because that's that's gonna make me feel even worse. Yeah. Right. Like I'm gonna like how do I get power? How do I get my power back? Yeah. So with like talk therapy it just isn't as effective for men because they don't they don't see the solution in it so i think therapy needs to just be completely we got to like rebrand therapy as like men's therapy <laughs> so what do you see as the solution men need to feel powerful they need to they need to be given you know a suggestion like i this is what you need to do or this behavior needs to change or you they need, need to, to be empowered empowerment absolutely yeah, not, and then and then it's like a snowball effect like once you get your first kind of win then you start to build self-esteem and confidence and men are all about like that you know just the confidence building of oh i went and talked to this one chick at this bar and she didn't turn me away and tell me that i was a creep like maybe i can talk to another girl at a bar and that won't happen there's like a certain series of events that need to happen you know oh i invested in that business and it didn't it went pretty well like mm, maybe i can like it's like how did you build your business right like it was a series of events Correct. that led to you having the confidence in your abilities um and and women are are that way to an extent i 100 believe that we also are that way but it's just different challenges and women want to really women feel powerful by getting rid of uncomfortable feelings by talking by venting and then we were like okay we're good we can move on we can go and we don't need your help we're good we can solve it but if we feel not good with our feelings then the world then you all know you should know this you're married like the the world is not right if we don't <laughs> if we don't feel good so um yeah i mean the, the, i think the the way to we have to stop looking at men and women as the same. We have to stop yeah. doing that. It's not helpful for us. And that's all that I think the message that I'm trying to get out with my platform is we, we can't go to a man and expect him to, to listen like our girlfriends. And men, you, you know, you can't expect to walk up to a woman and not want to listen to her potential problem without trying to fix it. Like we have to view things differently and show yeah. up for each other differently and potentially go to different places outside of our relationship to get our needs met. I think if we in general, I know I'm talking a lot here, but um, if wow. we, if we go to our relationships for everything, like we are bound to be disappointed. 100%. There is no way that we can get everything from our one, from one partner. So viewing, it's not healthy. I, I, I don't think it is. And depending on just each other for like soul, everything is it's like a really bad place to operate from. Mm -hmm. Well, first you gotta be happy with yourself. I'm, uh, when we had Jimmy Rex on and he yeah. talked about his men's group and finding these safe spaces to like, for men to 
talk to each other about their feelings and these things, you know, just from the other side of the spectrum. It's like, it's definitely needed because, you know, we get into an adult lifestyle and women can be at home um, dealing with their day to day and a man can be out feeling like he's dealing with the world to go provide for a family. And then, and then, you know, we cannot have a lot of like, uh, similar, uh, shared views on things in the home itself at times. And it creates a lot of tension. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we tend to just vent to other people about our frustration with the person we spend most of our time with, instead of like, having an understanding of each other's needs and, and, mm -hmm. and where that's coming from. I mean, I think you're right. A hundred percent. I don't know how to not try to fix something when somebody tells me something. Plus you and I are very similar. We don't speak up. We just fix shit and just keep moving. Yeah. And maybe sometimes as a woman, we have to say, okay, well, if my man doesn't know how to just listen or, or, or just if that's not his makeup, like if that's not his homeostasis, like if that's not who he is, then maybe I need to, you know, my brothers, right? They'll, they're, they're another place for me. If, or if I need like male energy, I have a male therapist. I have someone who's a coach for me because I can't expect the person that I'm dating to be, to be, to be that way, to be everything. So if you adjust your expectations, I think on both ends, um, our relationships would absolutely thrive yeah. way more than they are now. I yeah. think expectation scale has gotten out of control over the years too. Mm -hmm. The scale of expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you feel as a man that they've gotten, they've gotten out of control? Like we've stated throughout the conversation, just more of, Hey, I want this. I want that. You don't give me enough attention. You don't do enough of this, but what are you doing to help boost that or level it where I can take some stuff off my plate mm -hmm. in order to spend that time? Mm -hmm. How does a woman show you, I guess, how does a woman, um, what does that look like for a woman to do? Right. Cause these are the conversations that you have to have with your woman to show like these, yeah. these are the conversations I think that a lot of men are going crap. Like, I don't know how to, t how potentially like, I don't want to say train, but having, being able to have men have these conversations with women, I think is crucial as well. Do you see like a lot of blank stares when you ask questions like that? Yeah. Look kind of lost. Yeah. Kind of lost. Well, yeah. I'm still trying to find the fucking <laughs> answer. <laughs> well, you know, we don't, uh, I think in general, like human beings know what they don't want and not what they want in a lot of senses. Mm -hmm. So I think setting like some, some, a list of things and really searching our soul and finding what it is that we expect in a relationship. Mm -hmm. We don't do a lot of like real education or work on these subjects, you know, mm -hmm. and we expect to all be kind of professional at them when we get into these situations. And no wonder there's such train wrecks because there's not been a lot of research on, on, I know on my part in general. Well, men will get blindsided by divorce. A lot of the times they tell me is because they think that they don't see 
the micro problems in their relationship. They don't see, you know, their wife or their girlfriend or whomever their partner um, has been has been complaining or has been the, the problem isn't big enough to fix. So a man thinks, okay, like if we're in if if it's 90% there or 80% there, then like what's what's the problem? But for her, you know, she's she starts going to seminars, she starts reading these self-help books. She starts understanding like, oh, maybe I could maybe I could be happier. And I'm not saying that that's the right choice, but what men will tell me is, you know, 10 years in I thought that everything was okay, or I thought that I was doing certain things that, you know, she was happy, but men are, men are simple, right? They don't want to disrupt their peace. They just are, are good, right? Everything is fine. We're having decent sex or we're, I'm getting laid. Everything's all right. Uh, kids are fed, you know, clothes are on people's backs. Like we got the mortgages paid for. So defining what is important in the relationship and, and having men be a part of that conversation earlier, I think is what's going to help as far as this divorce rate goes, because they, they just, they, they have no idea. They get blindsided, but their wife the whole time has been saying, well, I thought I told you this, but you didn't listen. Or I thought I told you this and you didn't listen. Or I, you know, I've been trying to tell you to load the dishwasher a certain way for 10 years and the bowls are still on the top. <laughs> and so what that translates to a woman is that not being you don't hear me. You don't listen to me. Like this is just one little tiny thing. And, but it's been happening over and over and over again. So what else does that mean in the future that you just don't listen to me and j you just don't love me? That's how we translate the information that you just don't care. But that's an unfair expectation. Mm -hmm. But is it though? Because have you, have you, have you tried to communicate with her? Have the men at that point said, okay, I think there might be something going on here. What, what about going to a couple's retreat? Going to a couple's retreat for a man, would you sign up for that on your own fruition? I would. The movie you was would? great. <laughs> he would for sure. I would for sure, no question. I don't think well, I would. Well, you, you, I you see like an emotionally, you, you, I can tell you got some emotionally aware awareness in you. No, that's just like, he just likes retreats and stuff. Yeah, he but do that. Plus, he's, he's in for the help. <laughs> Over the last couple of years, I've just gone through my own growth. So I'd be open to it. If you asked me this question three, four years ago, I'd say flight. Cut. So then what, what was the catalyst for you to get to that place as far as your own growth? A shaman and mushrooms. <laughs> I love it. Little and Peru. I was the biggest square before that. I don't drink. I didn't do anything. And for like, even when I told him, he's like, you did what? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah friend called me and it lined up perfect you've probably we'll talk about it offline but you know the person okay. and um we were talking about ayahuasca forever and i'm like um i don't like puking i don't know if i'm ready for that one and he just happened to call at the perfect time and me and my wife went down and she had never done it and she's like i don't want to go do this with 20 strangers in a fucking open room twist her arm we went and that's what kind of started the snowball of opening and looking at things differently. And what did you find when you went and looked at some of those things? Like what, what was it that you found that I needed, opened your eyes? I needed to let go of the anger from childhood uh -huh. and stop just okay. carrying that weight on my shoulders. And the realization of everything I do is great, even though one of my parents would be like, you're doing it wrong every time. Didn't matter if I finished the project perfectly. Mm -hmm. You found a shortcut, you didn't do it the right way.
mm-hmm. fuck you i got the same result mm-hmm. and that was just a constant thing like and i still fight myself now i feel guilty for watching tv mm-hmm. unless i'm flying but outside of that like sitting at home just burning time doing that i feel like i'm being a waste well and then what happens to the man who feels like he has to earn love all the time right he's he's the ceo he is the guy who's working his butt off right the businesses and accumulating and accumulating and working and working and thinks that you know he has to do these things in order to attract a certain person and the person that he's going to attract is a woman who will use him for exactly that his resources and then she will get rid of him when he can't you know when he doesn't provide those resources or when she finds another option or when those things dry up and that what you and then what you have left is typically a man who is right back where he started where he truly believes deep down that he is not lovable that he has to earn his love or has to earn people's love by breaking his back exactly and you you, that's beautiful like that's such a beautiful thing to realize as a man because i think that a lot of men truly deep down they truly believe that because of the upbringing that you just said that you had yeah and it took me 32 years to find that answer totally i'm hip to that you found it it's a work in progress but you know (laughs) at least i know i'm headed in the right direction (laughs) at least you're trying yeah what about you? Let's psychoanalyze. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, did you have a nuclear family, or did you have did you have um, parents that were consistent and no? Yeah, yeah definitely not. Um, uh, I excelled at everything, like pretty easily, mm-hmm. and made. Uh, played with others well and was accepted by everybody around me for whatever reason or not. So I think that like searching for like solid shit at home wasn't necessarily like a thing for me because I was constantly on the move from a young age and would find these. I definitely found care in like, you know, mental growth from other places due to friends, parents or people that were more well to do or had shit together a little bit better because I was kind of always along for the ride or welcomed into other things because of my background and, and, and that kind of thing. So, um, my family life definitely suffered. I don't know that I have like solid relationships with anybody in my family at all whatsoever. You know, mm-hmm. there's some that are cool. There's some that are not. Um, but, uh, how do you think that showed up later for you as far as in your relationship building and in your intimate relationships? It's definitely not good, but I mean, unfortunately, I've learned that I've been like a caretaker from like a young age, like six or seven years old mm. and kind of leading the show from that point. So there's not really shit anybody's ever been able to tell me or ever will. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just have led a life that has said that everything's going to be on my shoulders regardless. So I kind of just have to keep it moving. Who were you caretaking? Were you caretaking? Everybody. I mean, yeah. I was financially responsible from a young age. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and rewarded from a young age at like being good at grown grown right. man shit. So it's kind of a, a yeah. interesting background, right? I never asked anybody for anything because I would just, 
I mean, what are you going to tell me, you know? Yeah. It's kind of an interesting situation, right? Did you ever feel like if you weren't going to be loved truly just for you, just for if you stopped the caregiving, was there a moment in time where... Yeah, no, because I'm universally loved as like a character, as a thing, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that type of... Uh, I don't look for that type of acceptance you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. not to gain love or to gain things that's just my nature has been to like just move forward you know mm -hmm. so i'm not looking for acceptance because i i'm a gemini i don't need your acceptance mm -hmm. i'm good i'm good <laughs> with me regardless you know what i mean <laughs> that's not my uh that's not my genetic makeup right <laughs> i mean i don't think kanye is looking for acceptance with all this stuff that he like looks out right he's just kind of speaking his mind i think i'm not a, a Kanye Gemini, but in general, Geminis in general kind of don't need acceptance from anybody. I don't think um, yeah. it definitely hurts like. Uh... I mean, I guess if you're constantly just dragging people along for the ride. Then they feel like they can get off when they want to, right? Mm hmm. But that's kind of like the acceptance in my life that that's going to be what it is, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people, again, a lot of people, a lot of men in particular feel that they were the caretakers. Like they were the caretaker for their mother. They were the, the rock. Yeah. She raised me. I definitely raised her as well. Right. Exactly. And her relationship with her younger kids is not the same as mine mm -hmm. and hers, obviously, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But how do you, you know, the, 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 if you're always going for train wrecks, a lot of men will translate that as in, into an adult relationship where they go into fixing, right? They like, they pick women or they get into relationships where, you know, they feel valuable or they feel that this person, it's, it's almost like a power where if I can fix you, then you won't leave me. Like, I'm actually really valuable to you versus somebody who is super independent or autonomous or, you know, just has a, a good self-esteem and a self-worth. Like, they're more of a threat to someone who potentially doesn't have the, like, that they don't have to fix because they can leave at any time. But so you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, yeah. the, the, the picture is, is that there's a fruitful of knowledge there's a, there's a lot of things that you gain by looking at your relationship patterns and breaking them down and understanding why am i doing this why am i reacting this way i coached a client the other day and he he was with um a woman very successful guy and um you know she wasn't she wasn't doing the baseboards like she's he's taking care of her he's making sure that she's good. You know, he, he was the savior for his family. Like he basically provided everything that he could for her and, and for his mom and for the whole family. So in the, in the back of his mind, he's thinking like the fact that you don't clean those baseboards, that's a bigger, that's a bigger issue. Like he's project, he was projecting his childhood onto her that says like, the fact that you don't clean the baseboards means that like, I'm the one that's giving everything in the relationship. Like I'm the one that's always going to be cleaning everything. I'm the one that's doing more for the relationship than you ever will. But she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. like, I'm just 
just tell me to clean the baseboards. And he goes and he thinks about this and thinks yeah. about this and thinks about this and waffles and doesn't say anything for weeks and months. And then it comes out and an explosion. It comes out and it, like from z he goes from zero to a hundred. And the point for him was I was saying, you gotta you gotta let people know right from the get-go you can't hold you cannot hold that shit in because she will have no idea what you're talking about but a lot yeah. of guys like you right we talked we have these conversations i ask these questions they don't know what they're feeling they're not even in tune with like what's going on inside of them until it goes from zero to 100. oh yeah yeah so that's when you figure it out <laughs> That's when you figure out it's really, really that like, you're really upset. You even got Jay raising his hand over there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, um, I don't really have that. Uh, I'm pretty open with like my feelings about things, like from an early on. Like I don't have any. Mm -hmm. I'm not super emotional, so I don't really have like a, a holding back or worrying about hurting somebody's feelings in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I can still freak out, like pretty instantly <laughs> but in the most part these things have probably been spoken on before beforehand as well you know definitely have some work to do on my temper uh i got it under control most days yeah i mean you know is there a connect like where do you feel as though is it, there's there a connection that you'll have as far as you'll go from zero to 100 and then you'll figure out what it is how do you know how do you know what it is usually when i've hit 100 it's the final straw of something unrelated to the other 99 problems mm -hmm. and before i'd break something or put my fist through the wall or something drastic and now i just kind of shut up and walk away cool down for a second it okay. might be a day and then we'll have a conversation about it okay because i don't want to say anything stupid i don't want to get angry so i just go mute until i feel ready what are ways that women push men's buttons talk about it now and just keep poking and poking why do you want to walk away why do you want to go ride your motorcycle mm -hmm. they want to talk about it now and, and you want to flee are you on space i want to calm down so i'm not heated okay you know it's like making a business decision on a day you're off mm -hmm. never ended well for me when i made those business decisions mm. easier to just sit back think about it and then have a calm, rational conversation, write shit down. And I'm the kind of person that looks at it from both sides. And then, look, I fucked up here, but this is the chain of events that got us to here. Mm. So the takeaway is let men process, like give them a moment to breathe before you come back Yeah, and talk about it. Yeah, it's it can be interesting, though, because sometimes it's frustrating for women because there's times when men just don't want to even have the conversation because men, I don't think, are really comfortable, again, with the emotional talk, with the um, what I see men do is they will place more importance on logic and, and view that as the kind of holy grail of communication, like if it's not logical then why even have the conversation? That's part of it. But okay. I think the main thing that men don't want to admit is we express a feeling. Hey, that hurt my feelings because X, Y, and Z. And the woman will come back. Well, I don't know why you take it that way. It shouldn't hurt your feelings. So why are your feelings hurt? Instead of hearing what was just said. Mm -hmm. And it's a constant, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Or you're just being a woman about it. 
Mm-hmm. And so then men just go to the logical thought process and let's just keep it logical. Let's keep emotions out of it because I don't want to go down that path mm-hmm. of expressing my feelings, expressing my emotions, and then getting bopped on the head saying, shut up. Mm. What do you think? I mean, I don't I think that uh, leading from an emotional state is kind of uh, uh, unproductive. <laughs> an unproductive thing so i i I mean he's got but is it but is it any less important i I mean i probably not i'm probably i'm probably like very you know i mean i'm i'm pretty like driven and solution-based so it's hard for me to uh to operate from that Mm -hmm. but uh I can obviously have empathy and compassion and understand all sides of the fence. And I can look at anything subjectively and say, take my self out of this situation and, and, mm-hmm. and what's up, you know, but, uh, I just don't see the, the production in a lot of it. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. that we get trapped in our head and it doesn't lead to like productive means, right? I'd rather just keep moving forward on whatever is it is. It's not going to help my day be any easier. Mm-hmm. It's one more thing to be distracted from the main goal, which is to feed these kids or provide the next generation with a life force. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's easier for me to just, I'll just go back to work or do something else because that's mm-hmm. the, yeah, that's what needs to be done regardless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Us sitting here and having a conversation about the way we feel or, or, or what was said is not going to help me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah stay 10 months ahead of rent or something else you know what i mean it's like you know at a very cut and dry feeling on that but a peaceful but a peaceful wife would probably make you feel a little bit more productive right i mean i feel like my home should be my sanctuary right right so if i gotta come home and deal with shit that i'm dealing with in a competitive space in the world we got fucking problems right and it's not gonna end well right and you're gonna leave my presence probably because my personality is big enough to cause that situation to be like that you know yeah like i said you're along for the ride if you're living with me probably yeah it's been like that my whole life there's not going to be much not that you know you're not as welcome or your point is not as valid but just in general my my personality type is pretty strong so it's mm-hmm. gonna i'm gonna keep rolling forward regardless of yeah. that situation yeah and i respect that 100 percent. you guys are you're speaking like men, which I love, <laughs> like, but at the same time, um, I think if, again, if we're trying to bring civility to the sexes, if we're trying to understand the opposite sex, that's not how women operate Yeah, because definitely. for us, it is, if there is a problem, if we have a feeling about something and it sees and it's there and it's, it's just, it's not going away the solution is to really talk about, okay, this is how I felt, or this is what you said that potentially caused this feeling. And it's really, if if there's one magic phrase that if a lot of men learned, I think, and, and we can talk about what women need to learn as well. Um, but if men learn the phrase, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings, 99, like what 99 problems, and a bitch ain't one. 
Like, she wouldn't be a problem if men were able to say, hey, um, you know, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. A lot of the times the problems would disappear. And furthermore, if a woman were to say to a man, I'm sorry I disrespected you. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I think I, we're, that's kind of where we're at, right? I have no problem saying I'm sorry. I know that I can be a lot. <laughs> and explore, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm good on that. I can say, "Yo, I shouldn't have came yeah. at you like that for sure." But men will awful. go to the logical space, right? Like, and women will go to the feeling space. Men yeah. will go, "What, what, what? My, my actions, like that, to that, to that, to that." Like, and they'll go through this whole yeah. mode of logic, right? Of, but how could that have made you feel that way? Yeah. That's not how I would feel if I did that. That you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, I love men because they will try and rationalize it and make it about this whole global thing of, of, I don't think I could make you feel that way. So why? And men are, you guys are honorable. You, you honor people's feelings. You honor your commitments. That's why you make the commitment to get married. That's why you make the commitment to get married or to, to be in a relationship. Like you are honorable people. So if you, in the back of your mind, you're going, I'm not, I didn't dishonor you that way. Then why would you deserve an apology? But that that's not how yeah. it works. That's not how women are. How do you, and obviously that'll be a couple hour questions. So the condensed <laughs> version uh, or condensed answer, when you work with a person, are you working with a couple or how are you working to get to that point where there is that understanding? A lot of times right now, I'm just working with a man or a woman to just break down okay, these are the actions that potentially could have led to this, um, whether it's disrespect for a man, you know, you potentially um, made fun of him in front of his friends, you, you know, you told one of his secrets to your mom, which made him lose trust in you, you're gonna have to regain that back. You, um, you know, you're, you're calling him every five minutes at work. Like that's very disruptive for him because he's trying to do these, like there's always kind of behaviors that are happening, you know, behind the scenes. So with a man also it's okay. This is potentially why she's feeling this way. If you looked at a girl in front of her and she's feeling insecure within the relationship, there's all these other things that could be going on underneath the surface. The biggest thing with people is to stay curious, not to, not to be in judgment, to understand, okay, let's like we have, this is an onion. Like, and if this is, if this is what you're upset about, sometimes it can go, sometimes it can go way back into even childhood as in, my father did this to me or my father made me feel this way you're making me feel the same way so i'm going to project all of this stuff onto you and make you responsible for my father's actions <laughs> or almost my like, mother's actions almost like ptsd 100 like ptsd um so that that's not necessarily fair to obviously the person that you're with to place all of this pressure and place all of this blame on them for something that they weren't even responsible for um, so it's really just asking a series of questions of, of like, how did you get here? What led to this? And then you start peeling back the layers. Well, what was before that? Was there trust broken in the relationship? Was there infidelity? Was there, was there something else in your past that is making you perceive something this way? Cause perception is reality. So that that's your perception is how you're going to 
face a partner or be in a relationship with someone like your perception is your reality but sometimes our reality is very skewed to what our upbringing was to what our fantasy of a relationship should be sometimes men will have a fantasy of a woman showing up in an apron and a and a sandwich and placing it on the table and saying here honey like let me give you a bee job after a bj after that and i'm going wait where, where, did this, where did this like where did this come from where did your idea of what that relationship was supposed to be like where where does that come from and are you holding somebody to an ideal standard that is not realistic yeah i think we need a cheat sheet <laughs> i have one of those actually you yeah. <laughs> you have a, a list do. of <laughs> so Kept it short a and sweet. To Z, then go to two. I have one for both. I have one for both. Like, Do you? Yeah. Okay, like, if so a man cool. has this, if a woman does this, then this is what this is potentially interesting. You know, kind of like what that means. Sometimes visual is, is visual learning is good, right? Did you also create one for the question you asked earlier of how does a guy know how to basically vet out a relationship? Mm hmm. Well, that's more of a that's more of a conversation that typically happens. But um, a lot of the times I ask questions of why are you why are you drawn to this person? Like, what is it that that's drawing you to these people or these particular types of women? And if you hear, you know, chemistry or attraction or more of the shallow type of things like, oh, she's just so beautiful. Um, then that's like the first problem. That's the first, that's the first point where I go, okay, well, what else is there? You know, do you watch her with her niece and nephews? Are you watching her with her mom, how she treats her dad? What is the relationship there? Like, what is the, how did, does she have a friend circle? Like, is she connected to a church? Like do, there's all these other things that, that they, they're not, they're not paying attention to. They're essentially doing a background check. We should yeah. be doing better background checks. Mm -hmm. Maybe the... Uh, or more like a car fact. Obviously, we're always trying to change the people that are already kind of fucked up, right? Maybe we should be trying to teach the youth to to enter into these relationships from a, from a better understanding of what they're looking for and what they're after, right? Mm -hmm. Real matchmaking. Yeah. yeah man. Teaching uh, the youth to speak what they want. Well, and that's why arranged marriages, I think, you know, whether you're agreement with them or not. Um, I was going to ask that, actually. They tend to be more successful, huh? Mm-hmm. They tend to be more successful. Uh, landslide. Because if you think about really wealthy families, right, and they come, they have a, a value system. Yeah. And you used to meet people through other people, yeah. right? You hang out with people that share similar interests, that share similar worldviews, that share all these different yeah. things, right, that... that at the basis of a relationship is what keeps a relationship together. A, chem yeah. a, chem a relationship based off of chemistry and- Sounds volatile. And trauma bonding, yeah, where you're just attracted to somebody who is giving you potential like, you know, breadcrumbs. Um, and my brothers would usually typically go after women who were very beautiful, but were kind of um, just a little vapid didn't really challenge them, didn't really have much of a, like a, a brain about them. And so that's another thing is like, okay, so what, what are you, what are you truly attracted to? Yeah. Um, does she honor you as a man? Does she show up for you? Does she potentially cook dinner for you? You know, are you just a wallet to her? 
where are times where she is showing up for you? Because women will choose men a lot of the times that let them get away with a bunch of shit. Yeah, it's easy. They just will. And and then at that point, it's too late. You've already, you've already lost the game because if she can disrespect you once, she will disrespect you again. She will, and then, and again, and again, and again. And then at some point, again, the guy wakes up and goes, God, I, what happened? I just, I gave her everything that she wanted. She never respected you in the first place. So it, it's a series of, it's a series of vetting questions that I think that that's where men in the manosphere and all of these spaces are coming out because men are realizing that, oh, wow, like women's, women do have a bad side to them. Like they're the women's true nature, you know, she'll be dating as many guys as you are girls or probably maybe more. more, probably more. Yeah. If she's attractive enough. So it's yeah. really more so about, it's really more so about taking your time and men being the ones to also properly like have an idea of what you're looking for from a value system. And, you know, when you date a 10, there are certain price, there's a certain price that you're going to have to pay because typically those women are very insecure. Um, those women don't necessarily have, have built like a backbone to them. So you're constantly going to be battling with her ego. You're constantly going to be battling with building up her self-esteem because she has never been told no her entire life by a man. So if that's what you want, then that's what you got to deal with. That's what you got to deal with. And that's, and I'm not saying that all, all women who are good looking, you're going to face that dilemma, but a majority of, of them, same things with guys, like the majority of them who have not had to work a day in their life to get self-esteem, they are going to be very insecure and you're going to be babysitting that for a long time. That's true. So that's the price that you pay for, for dating a very beautiful woman. I thank you for the, uh, we had a nice little hour therapy session. <laughs> well, definitely uh, made me think of some things for sure. Um, obviously things that I can work on myself. Um, I'm always learning, even if it sounds like I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. the knowledge gets received and, and kind of thrown around. But uh, before we wrap up, can you, uh, anything that you would want to share or, or, uh, you know, express to the viewers and listeners out there um, that you need, you think needs to be shared or, or, or left with, uh, with them? Mm -hmm. um, I would say that gender is 100% not a construct. <laughs> gender is 100% real. Um, that just because we connect differently, just because men potentially love differently women love differently it doesn't mean that we have to be at war with one another that the war is actually our our differences are, are what make the, a beautiful relationship embrace your differences and really stay curious versus judgmental of the opposite sex and ask them why why are you doing this versus don't do this you know, don't act this certain way because it's toxic masculinity or don't act this way because of a feminism really understand what's happening at the root of it all. And I think that your relationship will thrive. I like that. 
Yeah, we have some work to do. <laughs> we're we're a little broken. <laughs> Everybody is a little broken. We find that uh, we're all yeah we're all a little fucked up. So um, we enjoy these talks the most, I think, because just like the CIA looks for people that are a little fucked up. Well, they look for that reward system, right? Yep. Not super fucked up, but they're profiling for somebody that, you know, wants to appease and yeah, get you know the winners. What you said earlier about the CEOs and the achievers is yeah. is kind of like what they're after as well. And I would say for men, don't believe everything that you hear. Women are out there. Women who really love and care for men, um, who want to see you be the best that you can be. And that doesn't mean that you can't be vulnerable with us. It doesn't mean that we're going to lose respect for you yeah. or we're going to view you any differently because you expressed yourself in a different way. I think that unfortunately, a lot of men have been privy to that, you know, from a weaponizing perspective, I can't be honest with you or else you're going to weaponize my emotions or else you're going to, you're going to use it against me. Um, and those women, unfortunately, we have to pay the price for those women, just as the just as you have to pay the price for the men that have hurt a lot of women. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we're all like that. People deserve a chance, um, and take accountability for yourself. Sorry, I had one thing to say. Now I have five things to nope, say. No, you're good. Take but take take accountability. Take accountability. We all need to do that because what Jocko says, right? Extreme ownership. That is the only yeah. path to freedom. That is the only path to a life that doesn't have to be surrounded by pain all the time. It, it's painful for a short period of time, um, but blaming everyone else and having a external locus of control, giving away your power is the most painful thing that you can do in your life. So take back your control by investing in yourself and your, your growth as a human being. Um, there is nothing more fulfilling and more more peaceful than when you aren't ruled by others. It's the best, especially in your relationship as well. You will come and you will be the best version of yourself that you can be in a relationship when you have healed yourself. I have faith in men and women and the family construct and uh, us figuring it out and learning to share space uh, mm -hmm. successfully. Hope so too. That's yeah. the goal. Oh, most important question. Where can people find you? Yeah, I my big channels on YouTube. So please go find me on YouTube. Subscribe. I get a, I put a lot of content out there. I go live all the time. And then of course, I'm I have Instagram and TikTok as well. So right. those are I'll link it down Sarah, below. For yeah, saradonmore.com. And yeah, would love to see you guys there. Thanks, everybody. We hope you, uh, you know, came along on this little journey with us and learned a few things and uh, took some accountability hopefully um i know i did and uh like comment subscribe and see you next time